0: I mean, fair play for them getting a young talent like God over like that and giving him a big pay-per-view match uh, with such high nice th- stars. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, because the thing is, if you push God, you're basically pushing a stable because it's it's the Holy Trinity, really. Because uh, it's the Father, <laughs> Son, and the Holy Ghost. So, if if you think about it, God is a one-man shield. Roman Reigns. That's all I'm saying. Roman Reigns. God. Is God. God is Roman Reigns is God. All right. <laughs> is that my last strike welcome to the bear hoe club a pro wrestling podcast of positivity Hello. Welcome to the Bear Hug Club podcast. I am your host and only host, Garrett, and no one else will be joining me. Ah. Ah.
2: Oh. Sorry, man. I a crash How your you party. Doing?
1: I'm good, boo. How you How doing, are you Greg? Well, uh, it's fine as long as it's only you and no one else. That's fine.
0: Well, well, well. Looky what we have here. Hi, what? <laughs> Hi,
1: Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scott. Nice hey. nice of you to hey, show Gary. up. I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 What do you what do, you do is, so important? Nice. Deliver, nice. deliver some kind of mail or something? No. I wonder if there's any way you can prove it to us.
0: No. Uh... Uh, so- sorry. Let me do my best impression. Hold on. Uh,
1: hold on. Hello?
0: Hi, oh, yeah, I've got a. Uh, I've I didn't got order a... any post.
1: I didn't order post. <laughs> you don't Get need out! To order post. Get away! They're all away bills. They're I all don't...
0: bills. I don't
1: believe. Get away! In post. <laughs> Get a... I don't order any post. Get away! <laughs> hey,
2: Mister Postman, Mister Postman. Yes. Where's, Pope where's my title?
0: Where's your title? Oh, uh, you know, uh, I, I had it, but it was stolen from me. Uh... Uh-huh. I yeah. wish I knew where from. If if you have any idea uh, of of the travesty and, and, uh, and the rigging that it takes to steal something so precious to me, then please let me know, Greg. Please,
1: please send that in to us on a postcard. Uh, P.O. Box, Bear Hug Club, TQ96T1X95. Uh, and then Scott will deliver it to himself. That's your mm. postcode, Scott, I just read out there. Uh, yes, um, thank you good are we doxing scott (laughs) honestly i try to every week the the things written behind me aren't like ideas that it's just like scott's address my personal information yeah his, his address like exactly where he works his postal route it's a Pepe
0: Silvia board where it's just like it's like pin number and then a <laughs> list of possible ones that he's just steadily crossing out. It's
1: every pin number, yeah. I've <laughs> gone through about I've gone through about 600 so far, but you only get to do like three at a time, and then Scott has to order a new card. Exactly, um, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I kinda and then he usually gets a new pin as well, so I have to keep trying something new every time. Yeah, Lloyd well. CSB
0: now have a keyboard shortcut for when I have to get a new card. Yeah, uh,
1: you, you again. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh this guy. <laughs> this guy (laughs) well uh we're back to talk about the wacky world of wrestling um we are not the type that really we do a little bit of roundup of news in the week but really uh there are so many sites and so many people that do that and most of the time every week no matter who you go through it's just uh dave meltzer said uh and not much point so like all of our good podcasts we're just going to talk about a very a very fun uh interesting non-controversial topic and it's wrestling storylines pushing the envelope uh but we'll go into that a little bit uh, in a little in a little bit more detail uh oh envelope fuck scott yeah
0: yeah, yeah. What, how a, how
1: on brand
0: how on do you brand? An envelope
1: with you, uh, do you envelopes lying around
0: do you just TV have like stamps
1: one? like everywhere um, do-
0: uh, I the they're, they're literally all downstairs. I believe I do have an envelope. Give me one second. This is it's right. too much effort for a visual well, bit. But... While
1: you do, we'll we'll introduce Yeet of the Week. Yeet, Yeet, Yeet of the Week. Yeet. Oh, we need, need a jingle. We
2: get a jingle. We need we, we need a because, jingle. Like... We need a jingle. I mean, now okay. now that it's coming to the pod, we'll have to. We'll, I'll speak to my boys. I'll speak to my music people. We'll we'll, hook well up, and then up. we'll make
1: a jingle, and then we'll make an intro. And then we can play the intro and then we can play the year of the week. Uh, year of the week, going forward, is going to be a yeet that a of wrestler the does of the week. Uh, we'll probably do some from years <laughs> gone by, uh, like the one we're going to do now. It's already years gone by, but months gone by. Um, and it's basically, it does what it says on the tin. It's the best yeet of the week. You got some envelopes yes. with you, Scott? Would you mind uh, pushing I, those I, for us? I've got,
0: I've got the one. Uh, hold on.
1: Oh well, wow, Scott, that's a bit controversial, mate. I don't know if that's on. Wait, isn't that well, a pay slip?
0: Uh, it is. It's the only envelope I could come across. It's also unopened. Uh, so who knows how much I got paid? I don't
1: even need to look. Scott, Scott's um, pay slip reveal. Let's go. Come on, come on, come on. Scott's pay slip reveal. No, no, he's
2: he's basically doing Schrodinger's pay slip. Could be a lot inside of it. Could be nothing. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's the way I run my bank account, you know? I just don't look at it, because if I don't look, I don't know what I got. It could be a lot. Yeah, I can't (laughs) be be
1: poor if I don't know that I am. Right? (laughs) Exactly, you
2: know. Okay, what's up? What's
0: up, YouTube? We're here for another payslip unboxing video. Let's do this. Uh,
1: Here's my my payslip tour. My room tour that's just me (laughs) opening a payslip. (laughs) (laughs) Just unopened payslips everywhere.
0: Okay, so guys, like you know don't forget to just like and subscribe smash that like button comment and do all the other stuff okay just uh, three, uh, and... three to the
1: front oh guys i got a shiny hollow pacelet <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh hell yeah guys i got taxed 22 quid this week yeah! oh! Oh, enjoy <laughs> that money david cameron uh anyways david cameron scott the uh, internet what year are you everywhere. living in
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's an old YouTube video from Better Times um, Well speaking of Better Times, here is this week's Yeet of the Week Where, hold on Here is this week's <laughs> Yeet of the
2: Week You just keep sitting around like unused furniture, man Looks so good sitting there but nobody wants to, man Looks so good sitting there but nobody wants to do, man Looks so good sitting there but nobody wants to do, man Looks so good, I yeah. uh, do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I understand fear.
1: Come sooner or later, no. somebody in no. AEW no. is going to stand up and yeah. take this. No. We are tired of it. Nobody
0: in, <laughs> any, in AEW doesn't know. No. No. No.
1: No. 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 But when we decide. See, I told you. You yeah, <laughs> happy? <laughs> I think because like, it's it's firstly like some of the best like throwing of enhancement talent you could ever do, but mm-hmm. the but the just like fucking office style like. So anyway, uh <laughs> it was so good, and and when he comes in like out like blown up, was like. <laughs> <laughs> That may be the best fucking promo ever. <laughs> Just, I want ever, like, because Lance Archer is actually great. Like, he can talk, and he's also got, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts are there to talk for him. He can fucking go. When I knew he could go was, um, we talked about it before, but, like, uh, he had a match with Osprey in the G1, and I, I was like, all right, cool, I'm a, I am now a Lance Archer stan. Um, but, like fucking every... I want every promo to just be like... (laughs) It basically...
2: Dies. It basically sounded like he had way too much of a good time throwing that guy into the ceiling. It sounded like... It sounded like an adult male lion with a buzzsaw
0: for a larynx. It was just like Mm -hmm. such a... such a threateningly horrible voice. It's great. Uh, And the bit where he's just he just he's got him by his belt uh and yeah. then just like oop, to, to the bin with you
1: <laughs> I, I think i like that's that's uh an enhancement talent a local wrestler who it like that that may be a future like cruiserweight champion type right there you know uh we'll see in like five years a gif of him having done that like like, some, some heel will send him that gif after he's just like beat them in a match or something. Um, he's essentially yeah, really good. A,
2: a future Sean Spears in the making gets kicked by HBK in a sure. hallway. Now he's well, going a, 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 people a, now. Future,
1: a future MJF being pushed out of the way by uh, um, Samoa Joe. You know, yeah. we all start somewhere. I wish I well, I mean, you've already been bitten by Paul Robinson, so there and slapped by the man, so there yeah. you go. Scott Watch and I thing. had a guy thrown into us by Moose.
0: Oh, I went to a wrestling show for my birthday uh, down in Southampton, and I, I had another guy thrown at me this time. Um,
1: this is very recent as well, right?
0: Yes, this was Kapow Wrestling and SFW, I think that's the name of the company, but yeah, there are Southern based re- two Southern-based wrestling companies, one of which Simon Miller of What Culture wrestles for. Um, yeah. Who's why, um, but yeah, no. It was a very fun show, and there was a battle royale of um, recently graduated trainees of their school. Uh, and one yeah. of the guys was called Levi Lightning, and his gimmick was that he was he was de- he was covered in like denim, and his logo was like a ripoff of the Levi uh, jeans right. logo. Um, wow. And and he he was doing the Kofi Kingston spot where he'd go onto the rail of the pub. The Hobbit is basically a pub and we're watching it in the big garden they have and he was walking up and down the rails, going all the way back round. and then the heel of the match who came out to um, an Oasis song. I'm trying to remember which one uh, but he, ha- he was a bit of a Elias type figure. Uh, then as soon as he comes back on elbows and he lands on me and my friends, this Levi guy and we try our best to catch him we're also on stone steps so oh. we kind of drop him on his front he lands okay. on the edge of these stone steps and gets a big gash right down the front of his very Ooh. lovely chest. Uh he took it you very well. He on
1: down. You should have sold, yeah, yeah.
0: sold. Yeah. Yeah, I should yeah, no exactly. Uh but did, yeah. Did he no, win
1: he, did he win the uh, match?
0: He he lost. He lost. That was that was oh. how he got eliminated. Uh yeah. I think
1: he, I think that's uh, his uh Becky Lynch moment. I think that's the that's his uh, that's his. Yeah. yeah.
0: To be fair, he was the best one in that match. So Lightning Levi, if you happen to be listening to this, I know you're local. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, if, if we can, if you can find that Lightning, Le- a clip of that, someone on their phones or something, then that can be next week's Yeet of the Week.
0: Yeet of the Week. Uh, yeah, someone was filming it. And so there you that's go. Bring it, kind of we're bringing service. it back. We're bringing yeah. it back.
1: Lovely. Um. Speaking of bringing it back, we're going to be talking about some of the histories of, uh, of wrestling. Specifically, Scott, get an envelope for us.
0: I've now opened the pay slip, so I have to reshare yeah, it. You can
1: still push it. You can still push it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that envelope is being pushed.
0: Yeah. And it's <clears throat> being dropped too. Ready? Ooh.
1: So, anyway, um, <laughs> pushing the envelope in wrestling. Uh,
0: I'm sorry. Again. Basically,
1: it's all right. I forgive you. Uh, you're on thin ice, though. Uh, or probably like ninth strike uh, uh, over time. But it's all right. It's all right. You, you got more. Um, pushing the envelope. Uh, controversial wrestling stories. We here are, are quite theatrical, the three of us. Um, I would say, uh, you know, me and Scott having studied and, uh, and Greg
2: I, I did film and media. I'm there we of go. Offended. That's the there same you know. thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: we've we're well versed in our stories. We've uh, we've acted on stage. We've done uh, you know we've read. We've written scripts, and um, let's just say, I mean, you know, we've we I, I would say I have done plays and I've done things with you know touchy subject matter and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And wrestling is not safe from that uh earlier this week uh greg put up on on our socials some previous stories uh in wrestling and some sort of things there what we're going to talk about first is some examples what they did right wrong mainly wrong because it's the wwf slash e and then we're going to go on to some potential stories what we could do in the future and do we think that wrestling is mature enough to be able to have these conversations
0: uh, research for this is very interesting because I I seem to find a very specific uh, uh, I, of course, the easiest way to kind of research for this is just by putting into Google, as I did earlier, top mm-hmm. 10 most controversial wrestling storylines. Believe it or not, they're all from the same company, mostly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm
1: going to guess. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, um, New Japan. WCPW. Um, uh, Ring it, would it be Honor. the WWE by any chance? Would it be the big dub?
0: Uh, it is. And it's also, for the most part, actually, all of it. Happens in the span of about ten years in a very specific era, but I mm. wonder mm. when did mm. my be? Knee...
1: I wonder. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> oh, tickle <clears throat> your little brain waves. What? How, when could it be? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was the it was a bloody attitude era. Like literally, this, I think three of these happened within one year of each each other. The top ten yeah. list I have from Bleacher Report, and then another one I had from what what called. And then another one from, uh, like ESPN, have a list as well. Um, but
2: I yeah, I saw a good one which was by the I think it was by Sports the maybe, and it was like it was it was twenty, but it was like ten times it was like it backfired essentially, and then ten times the controversy con- controversy actually worked. Um, oh. So it was I mean the stuff that worked it was a bit like stuff like um when there was two earl Hebners in that hulk Hogan under the giant match so it 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 did lean more into the light side of stuff and then like but the ones that didn't work it was obviously the really bad stuff that didn't work
1: yeah Mm. yeah um well one of the first things we're going to talk about is one of the most infamous we're going to be talking about the famous uh uh pillman with a gun episode (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh this
1: was during the attitude area during the attitude area as it had just taken hold running rampant and we had pillman versus stone cold which culminated in in a, in a segment in pillman's home with a gun uh would you mind showing it for us now indeed here we go
2: now, with
0: your bravado do you feel a hostage do you feel like you're a hostage in your own home tonight
1: steve is a dead man walking because when Austin 316
2: meets Pillman... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm gonna blast his he's, serious he's straight to hell! He's, Steve Austin's out there now, man! What? He's been making his way around all the way to the back of the house, screaming and yelling, Pillman's got this pistol out, and I don't know what the hell is going on here! This is ridiculous! Pillman's got this... Um, what the... What the hell is that?! Somebody call the police. It's Austin. Get out of there. Don't
1: go in there. Don't go in there. It's a bit bit ridiculous, I think, overall. However, this, this was during the era when that shit was almost i mean, cool. mm, yeah. I mean think That's think of it like this cool. i
2: think even back then you know kayfabe still had was still just about kicking there would have still been some people watching this that would have thought wrestling was legit and i think there would have been that small percentage of people that saw that happening and thought oh jesus pillman is actually just trying to like like ice stone cold he's legit just try to shoot him
1: well my favorite my favorite part of it is like um he doesn't exactly have a holster or anywhere to hide the gun. So the, so the interviewer probably just had him, had him like, like it's on, it's on his lap. The interviewer can clearly see the gun. It's just like, so how are you doing, Pillman? And it's just like, fuck, uh, Stone Cold. Um, I, I do think, I do think, and I have a prop ready for it. I do think the best line is like, you know, Stone Cold, uh, Austin three sixteen is about to meet Pillman nine millimeter. That's some good <laughs> shit right there. <laughs>
2: It's really good. <laughs> it's
1: good. I feel like if the emphasis was put more on that, I would have enjoyed it more. Um,
0: Two things like... I also like about that clip. Very sorry, Gareth.
1: Sure. No, no, Go.
0: The blanket that is currently, co- that covers Pillman's lower body. Like he's getting all snug and cozy for the night. <laughs> and just, oh, and wow. then, and then I, I can't remember who it is, but bless the woman behind him, who starts the clip giving him just a comfy back massage and then just like ends it just like like about this far away just be like oh oh and then just <laughs> still keeping her hands in that position just ho- hover handing it practically well, maybe
1: maybe if she's given a good massage he'll calm down and put the gun down you know
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: like that's all it was it was just trying to calm yeah. the nerves.
0: that's earth. probably where the blanket came from too yeah. just, well yeah, keep so cozy
1: the the problem is with um, if they were to do this in your Southampton local wrestling, it might even go over better because it's you know a little bit more chill and people know it's a yeah. joke. However, this is on national television to children. Yeah, uh, the like... USA Network, in fact. So they but did I'd obviously cro- have to try and square this with them, um, mm. and they ultimately said, okay, begrudgingly. However, I think originally she was actually supposed to take a bump from Stone Cold. I think it was supposed to be even more brutal.
2: Oh, his wife was meant to take a bump.
1: I believe so. That's what I'd read. Um, but you know, they still had to issue an apology after the fact, anyway. Obviously, because it was <laughs> Brian Pillman with a gun. Uh, yeah, we'll will issue an apology for Grodd with a gun uh, next episode. Nine
2: right. right uh, millimeter Glock.
1: <laughs> it doesn't even it doesn't even cock properly. Hold on. There you go.
2: Ah. I was going to say with with that bit there, like, if that was any of us in that situation, we'd go to him, the gun in the clip would just drop out the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) The the, the
1: barrel would just, like, fall off the end.
2: (laughs) It just falls into
0: bits as you hold it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You fire it, and a big flag comes out, says, bang. (laughs) (laughs) Or just, sorry. Sorry.
0: (laughs) I, I, um,. Well, it's like Greg said. People fully still believed in kayfabe. This is before um, the like the big exposing incidents of uh, kayfabe, and I'm pretty sure I remember. um, Like, I I remember there was just like a serious fan backlash. It was like people upset, genuinely in the crowd, and you could we look back on it and we're like, oh yeah, they just cut the footage. But then you can still hear the sound still there, and they fade it out. Uh, looking back, you're like, okay, the editing isn't great, but people yeah. fully believed this stuff
2: at the time. So, oh yeah, scary, I mean, really. I mean, here's the thing about that clip: it was, it did make rivet in TV. I bet people were fully gripped in watching that. I think, I, I reckon there was, probably was a lot of people that thought it was just a massive cop out that the screen all of a sudden just went fuzz fuzzy like oh no it's gonna happen now because i'm pretty sure there is like an extra bit where there's like i mean i think it's like after a break they show more of the fuzzy fudge and i think you do hear gunshots just to try and keep adding to that tension but then eventually it cuts back and it's it's all just been Mm. no, everyone's fine you know don't worry about it he He missed
1: missed. (laughs) um well speaking of kayfabe we are now going to go to an era where kayfabe was definitely a little bit more uh, prevalent, uh, and this would be Jerry Lawler uh, and and Kaufman way back when on on Letterman. So let's just go to the clip first, and then we'll talk about it. My father said. My manager said. They all said that I had a right. I could have gotten a lawyer and I could have sued you for what you did. And I didn't. And I just. <laughs> all I want is an apology. Even you asked me last time I was on your show if I if I was uh, going to have a that's lawsuit. Right, and yeah. I could have sued you. I could have sued you for everything you're worth. Well, and I didn't because that's, I'm not that kind of a guy.
2: Yeah. Now, you know what uh,
0: What kind of
1: a you're, guy are you? No. <laughs> you know, not
2: the kind of guy I'll just be over here. here. Right. Uh, uh, we're going to volunteer for station you know, I, identification. Get the hoses out, out the here. No, no. No.
0: is Andy, are you coming in here again or
1: i am sick of this bullshit you are full of bullshit my friend i will sue you for everything you have i will sue your ass you're a motherfucking asshole as far as i'm concerned you hear me a fucking asshole Fuck you i will get you for this uh, the slap heard across america Wonderful. yeah i mean just just solely from like at the time that kind of language as well on TV is not, I mean, let them is late, right? Oh, yeah. like the, the 10 o'clock to 12 spot, 10 to 11 here's, or something. Here's the thing
2: about American, but, like, they, the, they are very, especially on TV, even today, words like the F bomb is still quite a big deal, especially on like live television, even if it is going out late. Like, yeah, like, even if you watch stuff like Fallon and late night shows now, they have to work really hard to make sure they can beep it in time. Like, they it's still a big taboo thing, even today,
1: yeah.
0: It's such a surreal clip, isn't it? It looks like a spoof. It looks like um it looks like a, a comedy show doing a skit, but they like purposefully make it look really old and they do all the costumes and stuff. It 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 doesn't seem real looking back now. But you can tell by the age, because look at how Jerry Lawler looks and sounds. That must have been
2: <laughs> years <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I love about it is, like, this is hands down probably still the best celebrity involvement in wrestling because talk about a man who was basically tailor-made to fit in with it, this industry. Because, I mean, for those who don't know, Andy Kaufman's comedic style, he was a big guy on hoaxes. He loved pulling the wool over people's eyes. Like, he would carry on. He would do bits that were basically no one would find out about for ages. So this was a kind of like the tailor-made world. I mean, prime example of the kind of comedian Andy Kaufman is, do you know, what's the name of that guy who does the show In Four Walls? The very um, crazy American guy. Uh, oh,
1: um Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Yeah. Yes. There's
2: there's a popular rumor that Alex Jones isn't a real person and that's just secretly and just Andy a, Kaufman a Coff- in disguise. An Andy Coffman character.
1: Yeah. Nah. But, no, but no, I they, wouldn't people be surprised. Think it's, that, that's you know, a good Andy but.
2: Kaufman as Alex Jones. That he's not been he's secretly not been dead this whole time. And that's another rumor about Andy. People don't think he's actually dead. you think it's all a bit again. That's a
1: bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would I would love to be uh, at the at the point of doing bits where people think that my death is a bit yeah uh i would love that
2: (laughs) that was his career i mean that's what he was all about he was just about completely pulling people's legs but taking it to the extreme which is why i guess wrestling was the perfect fit. not only was he a fan but he 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 kind of obviously knew that oh this whole thing's just a work genius Mm -hmm. i'm in like let's let's do it and i think that's why it was controversial at the time i mean people because people thought this was real and it wasn't even till way after his death that he found out, oh no, him and Lola are friends. It was all just a complete bit. Yep.
1: Um, yeah, I think that's one of the points where a, a fairly controversial thing at the time. Now, like you say, that wouldn't be very controversial. However, uh, this is one of the times where I think it worked and it was it was really good. Um, obviously, there was a bit where uh, Lola broke Kaufman's neck, uh, hence the brace there. Did you ever
2: have you heard the, like the full story about when that happened in that match? So, like, I think they kind of obviously worked out they were going to do it. And, um, basically, Lawler did the pile drive. I think the plan was they were eventually going to get Andy out of the back, like, but still kind of sell that he broke it. But Andy wouldn't yep. get up off the ring. So, Lawler was like, Well, what's going on? The referee came and went, Andy just said, Get him an ambulance. And Lawler was like, That's like too expensive. That's so much money. We're not going to do that. And he goes back to Kaufman. and The referee comes back and goes, and he says he'll pay for it. So they had to basically last minute get an ambulance to come in. <laughs> and Hoffman lay there the entire time just selling this whole thing until the ambulance came and took him out of the arena.
1: That's how dedicated
2: he is to the bit.
1: All right. I mean, that's fully sold me. That he's willing to like. No, nah, that's that's a that's a pile driver. That was a sit-out pile driver. Yeah. I'm 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 staying down. I'm selling. All right. Well, now we move to something uh Less great.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now oh, this
0: roller coaster of
1: an episode. When, I we think a about deities, clip. <laughs> when we think about like the pinnacle, right? The deities of wrestling. You know, only one man comes to mind. And that's that's Vinnie Mac. That's Vinnie Mac himself, but but uh but there was one man above Vinnie Mac and he didn't like that. Play the clip. Oh
0: oh no, I love this he is the uh let's see how he has many names let's try he's the holy roller oh boy he's the hipster from heaven he's uh the man upstairs from the kingdom of heaven please welcome god
2: that an entrance? That's not an entrance. Tonight we're gonna
0: do it WWE style. Let's get down. Let's jiggy with it. Come on, God. Let's see what you got. Come on. Come
2: on, God. Hey, I, God. McMahon wants up, God yeah. to get jiggy with it. McMahon wants the ga- Wants God to get, <laughs> <a> jiggy, <laughs> get jiggy with it.
0: With it. <laughs> oh He sure does. Oh, oh, I love watching a man with that much money go insane. It's such beautiful work for a character study. It's And his dancing later, I'm not going to fault the man. He's a good no. dancer. Well, I mean... Uh, uh, yeah. oh, I'm going to. Let's not
2: understate. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> I mean, Vince is, I mean, say what you want about Vince, but he is the old mature man. I mean, just even the way he set up God there. I just love that little hand dress where it looks like he's doing like a whole religious hand thing then just goes, God, God,
0: the hipster from heaven. It's just, what is this man talking about?
2: It's amazing. I
0: used to say this a lot when I was uh, in the flat with Garrett, Harry and Alex, I was, uh, when occasionally WWE, he would do oh, like a weird thing. I'd be like, you know that thing we like here? That you know that thing, thing we we're super like, yeah. invested in? That thing we've dedicated so much time to?
1: It's
2: mm-hmm.
0: weird, isn't it? It's,
1: it's, it's a bit weird. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I won't lie. That. It's a bit weird. <laughs> well, um, then it turned... The storyline is based around Shawn Michaels, who was a born-again Christian, and, and Vince McMahon ran with that. We then uh, moved to a point where Vince, uh, Vince and Shane went to a church, and also had their way with that, including uh, Vinnie Mac taking some holy water and doing the Triple H spit, which is admittedly very funny. But yeah, (laughs) remember I remember that segment mainly for Shane's reaction. I
2: think because I think you could even tell while it was filming, he was like, "Dad, what are you doing?" He's like, "He's like, my dad's going to hell." (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And there's like a, there, there, is a, there, there is quite a funny comedic bit where like I think Vince there's like the whole smitey down god and Shane actually does just like a little sidestep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Well t- t- tell tell me something. When Shane drops off of a bit a very high thing, what does Shane do just before he does? He does, he does this. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, so <laughs>
2: testicles, wallet and watch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was a tag team match. Uh Vince and Shane against hbk and god and just riveting wonderful stuff um (sighs) the the thing we'll really touch on as well is is the subject matter right uh the subject matter here being religion um i suppose if you were to to put in another religion in its place May have gone down pretty bad, but when when we yeah. do this, we, we always look at it's difficult not to look at things through the lens of what you have now. Um and we are I'm assuming I don't think any of you guys are are very religious. No. Um no. I respect people's rights
0: too, but yep. I'm not yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. People can believe think, what they want to believe, that kind of thing.
1: I think we come through the lens of that. And a, a lot of modern, especially British wrestling fans, aren't too religious. We don't really care. However, this was quite a while ago, and this is in America. Did there were a lot of people pretty pissed at this? Oh mm. yes, yeah.
0: And they have very religious bias media, especially right wing over there as well, um which usually are on sort of WWE side. You know, big corporate uh, um
1: creation machine. Well, they have to choose. They're just like ah. Oh do I go with the money or do I go with God? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, fair play for them getting a young talent like God over like that and giving him a big pay-per-view match uh, with such high I th- stars. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. well, because the thing is, if you push God, you're basically pushing a stable because it's it's the Holy Trinity, really. Because uh, it's the Father, <laughs> Son, and the Holy Ghost. So it, it, if you think about it, God... Is a one man shield. Roman Reigns. That's all I'm saying. Roman Reigns God, is God. God is Roman Reigns is God. all right
0: <laughs> Is that my
1: last strike? <laughs> You're still in. You're still in. <laughs> um. But yeah, we 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 touch on a different different types of subject matter, right? With the the Pillman yeah. stuff, it's kind of this domestic violence type thing. It's also gun violence. Uh, Lorla Kaufman really doesn't touch on anything. It's just two guys angry at each other. So for me, that's an angle that doesn't... I think for for the time, it was pushing the envelope because it was a celebrity. But yeah. really, it's it doesn't push the boundary of what is okay and what isn't, I would say. Um, then we obviously... Vincent got on... <laughs> um, <laughs> however... We then move on to some more storylines. Uh, I'm sure some of you have some. Uh, one I would like to bring up uh, is, do you remember uh, the gay wedding? Billy tonight? and Chuck. Yeah,
2: I watched yes. that live when it happened.
1: Yeah, so uh, okay, Billy uh, and Chuck.
0: It, this, this has slipped my mind, so please break yeah, it down. For yeah. me. Okay, most likely,
1: it most likely has for a few people. So um, I don't know Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn, Chuck Palumbo. Did I say that right, Palumbo? Yeah, Palumbo. Uh, they had a they had a gay romance and a gay angle, and this was in two thousand and two, I believe. Well, um,
2: it it wasn't like so the whole thing the whole thing about it was it was teased that they had a gay romance, but it it the big reveal, as I'm sure you'll get to, proves it otherwise.
1: If you were getting, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get there. That it was, it was 2002. <laughs> uh, gay marriage wasn't legal. All over with the facts <laughs> um, There's a lot of things leading up to it. Uh, uh, and we yeah. had, we had the uh, caricatures. We had the stylist. Do you remember the stylist?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, Do you remember geez, the? the... Geez. Chico
1: overly Rico overly, um, Rico Rico,
0: yeah. Chico Chico's an entirely let different
1: me, person. Let me get my notes. Um, <laughs> it's Chico time. Basically, obviously, they still call it, they call it a wedding, right? On the on their yes. own YouTube channel. However, leading up to it, they I think they hinted it was wedding, but they called it a uh it was like a promise uh contract. Or something.
2: The whole wedding thing was so not because they wanted to marry each other because they loved each other, it's because they wanted to be tag team partners for
1: life. Tag team partners for life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a commitment ceremony, is what they went with. Now it was actually played by the both of them fairly well. Like the would you be my tag team partner for life wasn't actually that bad overall. A lot of the whole thing was just to serve gay jokes, though. Yeah. yeah, so, like,
2: the backstage segments, even before the wedding, was very a bit carry-on film. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So like, what yeah. I
2: watched in while we were getting up to this episode is um Stacey Keebler's backstage just doing some stretches, and it's clear when Billy and Chuck him up that, it, it first looks like Billy's looking at her butt, and he goes, oh, I need to get me a piece of that. And she just goes, excuse me? And he goes, some of this hairspray, I've been looking for it all over.
1: <laughs> now, okay. wh- one of the um they needed someone there to officiate to 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 make it official so steph stepped in and you know she was very touched by the whole thing do you know who wasn't touched by the whole thing the entire crowd booed everything <laughs> now now when we look back on uh, literature of the past right i'm sure you've done essays in school where you're like was shakespeare a feminist because he wrote women uh with a little bit more than one dimension and the answer is no because feminism <laughs> doesn't exist uh he just wrote characters now similar with this do we think the crowd were booing because of the caricature of 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 like uh, queer identities or do we think they were booing because they didn't want gay marriage oh
0: uh, um,
2: oh, it's a okay. brain teaser that. I mean, <laughs> oh do we know where it was? What, what crowd? Like what city they were in I for that?
1: Don't I don't think I have the city actually.
2: Because that that that'll be the, the decider for this. Yeah, that's <laughs> relatively <laughs> telling. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm sure was... there are one or one or two here or there that had differing opinions, but I would probably say on the whole, people weren't too keen on this. Um, yeah. now because Scott doesn't remember and. um you watched it live. I think yes. I actually might have watched this live. This might have been around the time I was still watching as a kid. I would have been seven, six or seven. Yeah. Um, now, this, uh, hearing him talk about it as well, after the fact, um, the 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 old man, the old weird talking man that, that, you know, had them say their, their I do's and, you know, any objections or whatnot. By the way, when he said any objections, the crowd objected. The crowd very loudly objected. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, <laughs>
0: this planet uh... sucks, dude. <laughs> 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 Let's go start uh... our own shit on the moon and just get get out of here. Let's get out of this deadbeat town.
1: But uh, but before he could announce them, Mister um, Mr. and Mrs. A- Mister and Mister Ass, sorry, um, they they had a fight with Rico in the ring, and it was a whole thing. Yeah, and then uh, the person officiating the wedding did this to reveal that it was Eric Bischoff all along. Uh, it was Eric Bischoff all along, and then out came um Umaga before Umaga, right?
2: It was was his like tag team, his muscle called three minute warning, and yeah, Umaga was a part of that, and then yeah. At the time, they were called Rosie and Jamal, and I remember Rosie went on to be the Hurricane sidekick.
1: Yeah, they came out. They hit everyone. They hit Steph with a a, a senton, and that was pretty much the end of the angle. They had one blow-off at Backlash, right? Uh, Tag match. And then that was it. They just kind of dropped it. Um, As things go, WWE could have made a gay wedding worse. I will say that of them. That's
0: true, yeah.
2: Here's my thing with WWE when it comes to these type of storylines. Like, a lot of the things they're controversial for, typically they're always on the cusp of doing something that could be very forward-thinking and quite groundbreaking, and then they just kind of end up going, ah, well, uh," and then just do the complete opposite with it. Like like with another particular wrestler and storyline, I'm sure we'll get to later on, they start off doing something where you think, you know what? You could do something really cool and very forward thinking with this. And then in the end, it's just like, nah, we're going to do the painfully obvious. And then you're just going to fucking hate it. I think
1: that's, we'll piss off that's a lot that's, of people in the process. Yeah. That's kind of the crux of what we're talking about is that yeah. all of these stories have the potential, right? Have you ever watched a film where you, you're, you're about to get that catharsis, right? You're about to get that message or that, that, that gut punch, and Mm. it just fizzles out it's a shame and it's like they've got all of these writers and they've supposedly like they don't like wrestling writers right they bring in wrestlers from tv and wrestlers from that industry they should be able to write a fucking story that's the whole thing is like they should be able to write a fucking story and they can't even do the stories any justice they can't do the wrestling justice right now and they can't do the fucking stories any justice
0: whenever a stupid thing like that, or or a lot of uh, a, countless amount of things across wrestling's history. And it's not just WWE. TNA have made a couple of slip-ups themselves in terms of... story. I mean, a couple. A lot uh, of slip-ups themselves. Uh, I, I sometimes have to remind myself that there are writers, plural. A lot of people had to say yes to a lot of things. This has gone through many minds have gone, yep, yeah, that'll do. Kump, and then put it through. And then the wrestlers have gone, well, I guess now I have to perform that. Or, mm-hmm. even worse, the wrestler's like, this is what I want to perform. And then just like... like uh, t- this is an advice for you two and for viewers and listeners. Uh, uh, whenever you feel like this thing we all love gets you down, just chant the mantra Hangman Adam Page in your head a couple of times. it will make you feel happy again.
1: Cowboy shit. Cowboy, Cowboy shit. shit. Cowboy shit. Um. Oh. It's I mean, you you know, the the this team of writers, the reports came out from Monday Raw this this past Monday gone. Uh, reportedly, one of them said Vince McMahon was the loudest and angriest he's ever been.
0: I saw that. Yeah, and this I wasn't this
1: wasn't because of the whatever the fuck happened with Nia Jackson, Charlotte Flair. I'm not going to bother getting into that right now. <laughs> this was before the show had even started. The writers were like, here is the, the script for the show which to me, should be done a while ago. Yeah, I think things should be planned, and stories should be planned, but whatever. The, they mm. came to him with the script for the show, and he ripped it up. And then at like 6pm, when the show goes live at like, what, 7 their time? That's when it went, they were like, yeah, okay, we'll go with this. He ripped up the first script, he ripped up the rewrite, and then they go with that. It's absolutely fucking batshit insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous, what? and and how and how if you've got a storyline that week, right, that is a touchy subject like one of these, and you've got the guy at the fucking back going fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. It's possible you'll lose some something there. You you may lose like a a a good angle. You may lose that little bit of um, sensitivity you've given to that subject. That little bit of catharsis you're going to give to the audience.
0: Yeah, the necessary subtleties needed to pull something off like this in such in such yeah in such a
1: yeah what what he may be what he may be doing is ripping off ripping off the bit with Chekhov's gun in it for later down the line so when someone does turn heel or does a thing you're like why Uh, and then it is like we wrote we wrote about it it was just fuck it was ripped up so whatever it's painful it's painful incredibly painful i think what happened to the days when wwe
2: actually did used to plan tv three weeks in advance and a pay-per-view like that was a formula formula that worked for them for so long and then now all you hear is, is stories that scripts for raw are always last minute like you hear quite often like oh it wasn't yep. until like an hour before the show that went out and if, yep. i'm pretty sure we've heard stories like this before where vince is like literally had a fit over something in the script and just completely wrecked the whole thing. Do you, do, you think, do you think he's getting mad at the entire script or do you think it's just one or two things and he's just completely going, No, we have to start again?
0: I, I think it's the latter, honestly. I do, um, especially considering, like I said, the, the whole thing with him and the god storyline is a fantastic chapter in a character study, uh, of this highly insane, incredibly rich man, yeah. uh, and. Um, if if I I don't believe he has changed too much from those days, I believe he has censored himself, I believe he sat back. Uh, I believe that he's trying to give, uh, I, I believe an age it, the fact that he's aging is a huge, massive fuck off issue for him.
2: It was um, his birthday recently, so I think he would have been more mad than happy. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, how recent? How recently? Like uh, About... before
1: Raw or something? It
2: was, it yeah, was very it wasn't recent. that long ago. I could just picture him like on his birthday just in front of his mirror, going, "Just stop it!
1: <laughs> what, stop what, getting what? old!" <laughs> <laughs> just like tensing the whole time.
0: If I tense, if I tense enough, I'll reverse a couple of years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> However, it's not too late, I would say, to to tell some of these stories. Mm-hmm. Um does anyone have any other uh things they want to bring up or any particular stories before we, we move on to what the, could the potential be?
2: My main one, and this is kind of what I was alluding to before with uh during the billion truck thing. Um yeah. well we've we've brought them up before and we've had big discussions about it. Uh obviously the big one being Muhammad Hassan. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this is what i'm talking about when the character was first introduced and a lot of people forget this they were actually trying to do something very forward thinking so bear in mind this was like 2004 9 11 was still a very raw nerve in america and they tried to bring in this character and the, his whole thing was they were trying to get in sympathy because he's obviously been picked on for the color of his skin and his race even though he wasn't related to anything that could have been linked to 9-11. You know, it was just that typical American master stare of anyone of a certain color must be a terrorist. And then they we were trying to trying to introduce a character where it was like, oh, well, I'm not though. See, I'm just like a nice person. But then for whatever reason, they just completely backpedaled it and then kind of implied he was a terrorist. It Again, it was something where they could have done something very forward, very forward thinking and very ahead of the times. And they just kind of went, nah, we, we, we can't do this. We're
1: going to have to just make him a bad guy. Typical foreign heel, you know. It's like it, any time, because I mean, what, what do we think pushing the envelope is these days, right? Do we think pushing the envelope is just being a prick or do we think pushing the envelope is that forward thinking thing? Because right now it's to me, it's like they push it a little and then they look it back up and then they just like put it away that they don't want to they don't want to send the and en- me- the envelopes i don't really get this metaphor <laughs> to be honest with you uh, uh, yeah it's a, it's a, that's a real shame i i think um
0: it's certainly a shame for the talent who was yeah. who who took the fall for it when yeah. I, I i'm trying to remember his name uh, it doesn't say in the article i'm looking at but the guy who played Mohammed Hassan, who wasn't even Arabic, was the guy who do was uh, who took the absolute fall for it. The whole thing. He got fired. His name was tarnished over the wrestling industry. It wasn't his fault. He was doing what he was told. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah.
2: <sighs> I mean, like, I mean, swings and roundabouts for him. The guy. I mean, he basically left wrestling to become a head teacher. So I guess he was quite happy doing that. But his wrestling name's kind of gone up in recent years. Like he's done a handful of indie shows and he's going to be in that uh, video game we looked at, Garrett, the wrestling code. Yeah. Yeah. As the Muhammad Hassan character as well. So
1: you never know. Okay.
2: It's going up again, maybe.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting point as well, is that it's quite strange and a touchy thing to just be like, just choose a country you know that that these people may not have any hair like any um heritage with or if they do it's it's like yeah i mean let's let's the modern day maharaja is canadian uh and they're like let's big up the in india angle as much as we can um i think for the most part that kind of worked i like the monster heel part of it he didn't do too bad he was mainly just america bad i'm good yeah um They gave Kofi the accent when he started. Oh God. And then they were like, oh, okay, let's get rid of that. And then Triple H had to bury him live on TV He was like, where's your exit? Like, oh, cool. All right. Hey, well sweet. Thanks, thanks, Trips. Awesome. Thanks, Trips. <laughs> thanks, Trips.
0: Apollo is a kind of recent example where they gave him the general annan I think his name is. What what was his name when he was on
2: Raw Underground? Um was it B- Babatunde or something
0: like that? Yeah, yeah. But they they were just like, he's a Nigerian general now uh, and he's going to go around with Apollo and they're going to have a drum match where no drum is used.
1: Uh... There was a drum match with just drums there and yeah. I don't really get it. Yeah. It didn't make much <laughs> sense. Uh, it's, I, I feel like that's the excuse. It, every time a thing happens, it's because Vince has bought something um like, <laughs> like, like, I mean that genuinely like from the bottom of my heart like he's found a deal on uh bamboo and he's like oh fuck a Punjabi present match uh, or or he's he's found a deal on like um toys right he's found like an ambulance that blows up like that one uh, and he's like he's like well fuck it uh, flip an ambulance you know' Like I, I, I honestly think that's that's the mindset a lot of the time where it's just like I could probably shift some merch, I could probably get, Ron, get spent, some kind Ron, of. Ron,
2: I bought this grappling hook. So he's um he's he's basically Del Boy.
1: He is <laughs> Del Boy. Yes.
2: <laughs> that's
1: Jesus your next Photoshop
0: project, Greg. Come
1: on, I know. <laughs> yeah, you you make this work for yourself, my friend. You make this work for yourself. Looking forward to it. <laughs> okay let's talk about oh. ugh, fuck all right there are some other let's do a couple quick fire ones um you know what Baby. they did you know what triple h did
2: had sex with a dummy that was supposed to be a corpse
1: yes and also an unconscious stephanie mcmahon oh uh, yeah oh god triple and h- also also married her while it. she was unconscious uh, yeah. and and Talked about how because he said to Vince, he was like, I consummated it so much or whatever. After like, and it's like, she was unconscious. Okay, cool. Whoa, trips. has got
2: quite the rap sheet because like during that same era, he also did
1: Blackface.
2: Yeah. Which WWE used to show a clip of a lot, and then now not so much.
0: Let's not also forget his feuds with Booker T and Eugene, which are also very what? good examples of this very same thing. Yeah, uh,
1: we gotta do, we to do like a ranking. Who would, who should be in jail in kayfabe? Who should, who should fucking Triple be H. in jail? H. <laughs> Triple H should H. be in jail.
0: Triple H for um, sure. Undertaker has killed many people. Uh,
2: <laughs> I think, it's, I think it's like, um, can we put people in jail for who have killed the Undertaker though? Because he is the dead man.
1: He, oh, well, that's the he, thing. Is he's basically really a zombie.
0: Is it murder if they keep coming back? That's a, that's a, Well, that's he's, a gray he must area. be
1: officially he must be officially announced dead, right? So you can't really kill someone who's dead. I don't. Think you can go to jail to, if you kill someone who's not legally alive. Maybe you I probably guess, can.
2: But his personal life must be a fucking nightmare. There was there was a person who legit was pronounced dead, and when he came back to life, they couldn't, for whatever reason, put him yeah. back as being living, and he couldn't get anything. Couldn't no, get a bank you can't account.
1: you can't yeah, get a bank account you yeah. can't get a loan you can't mm. get a job you can't get a house you can't do anything so trip uh, trips um well, trip should have trouble doing all that however uh, the undertaker the undertaker must have, how did he get that bike he like, yeah. how did he get the the down payment on the bike you know i just i don't know
2: Vince pays Crazy. him in money and then he just sticks under his
1: coffin in his graveyard
0: he, he tombstones yeah. the bank he tombstoned
1: <laughs> uh... the bank
0: Uh, Another one I want to mention is, uh, as I'm scrolling up, I'm going through um, the the lists here. Um, Oh, God. I don't even want to mention some of these. Lita's Pregnancy, uh, Big Show's Father's Funeral, um, Eddie Guerrero. No, this, this is a lot better. This is a lot more quirky and less sad. Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio, Custody Battle.
1: Oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. sure Iconish. sure Iconish. especially yeah,
0: yeah. given <laughs> present day as well and considering present day uh well,
1: have you not have you not seen they did a they did a uh very recently i think in the last week um ray Myster- ray and his son dominic t- sat down and ate wings and watched that night. <laughs> <laughs> but it just like, genuinely it's just like it's just like hey as me- wait hold on wait hey it's me ray <laughs> We're gonna watch this uh, this custody battle. We're gonna eat Wingstop, and then they're just like they're just like, oh yeah, we got the new garlic uh, mayo dip from Wingstop. <laughs> ge- like genuinely, they're just like, oh man, I love this bit where Eddie goes up to the top. Damn, these honey wings are good. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's so good. It would be it um, would actually would be great to watch
2: this, if if during that promo at the end he just legit turns the ring and goes, so was he my dad? Just
1: cut that. Yeah, just cut. Just He's got a mouthful Very of wings like. Uh. Uh. <laughs> they, they do. They do the like, like the Scooby Doo Runaway, where the wing is just still in the air and just falls. <laughs> and it's just like gone. Um, God, what the fuck else? There are so many things. Uh, uh what's the name from PMS? She had a fake miscarriage. That was a thing. Uh, she tried to um guilt D'Lo with it, I think, at one point. Um, oh, yeah, who, yeah, I remember that, yeah, yeah, uh,
0: um, yeah,
1: they they abused Mark Henry, <laughs> yeah, Mark, Hen- uh, Mark Henry time. and
0: Mae Young, uh, of course,
1: yeah, uh, lest
0: we yeah. forget that insanity.
2: Uh, um, to a hand, <laughs> oh, that thing we like, it's so strange. Oh, um. I guess somewhat controversial because it, it did fit in with the time when it was Goldust versus Piper at Mania 12 and they had the backlot brawl. And then it cuts to them meant to be driving in cars and they're in a specific, uh, uh, a weird, familiar-looking white bronco. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. OJ sure. Simpson chase footage, yeah. That's yeah. Oh, oh. just a
1: nice little Easter egg, really. It's yeah, a nice little yeah. Easter
0: egg. This is something that I've never clocked onto. That's kind of cool. I thought
1: I thought everyone knew this. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I had
0: no idea. They got that specific car because it was the same one yeah. OJ drove yeah.
2: when he was being chased by the police. Mm. Uh, well, uh,
0: one, one more, one more.
2: Okay,
1: one, uh, more, one fine. more. One
0: last one, I absolutely promise.
1: It better be a good one. Uh, it involves Val Venus. <laughs> uh, then it's a good one. Is it Val Venus? I'll let you say it.
0: Cho- choppy, choppy his penis. Val
1: loses his penis. Yeah, Yeah. that was it. And anyway, that's the whole character was his his name rhymed with penis and they ran with it. Do you know why I think
2: they did that as well? I don't know how much of a tie in it was, but they actually, the next episode of Raw, they had Val come out in a wheelchair and I think he was with, it was an actual person who had made headlines in America because he actually did have his penis chopped off by someone. (laughs) I'm sure that's what happened the following week. What? <laughs> but then it must it must have been salt rubbing that guy's wounds because the whole bit of the, that return angle as Val gets out of the wheelchair and announces that he, he managed to shrink it enough so they he missed. <laughs> That's control. That's control and technique. Damn angle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he's Why? a professional adult film star, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah what what is this thing that we like moving wow. on <laughs> moving swiftly on now we're going to talk about the future the present now then forever no now <sighs> then together i think it is now uh, uh-huh. they they they're going with
0: anyway they've come to grips with their own mortality i appreciate that
1: we've come to grips on the release of vince of wwe from <laughs> wrestling <laughs> we wish them we wish wwe well in its future endeavors uh, it will be sold to disney within the year yeah. and I'll, I'll make that as a promise right now at this point because fuck me um but speaking of
0: what if it's sold, to it sold to tony khan
1: i don't think they'd i don't think they're that rich to be able to buy that like wwe is gonna be 10 bill type mm-hmm. deal i think because I, I mean know. the tv deals the D- tv deals alone are how many billion like three for?
2: Shall I? Shall I? Shall I look up the Khan's network? Network.
1: Yeah, right true. Now?
0: If they sell Fulham, uh, it might get them enough money for WWE. <laughs> Go on, the Khan family, sell Fulham.
1: Yeah, just okay. get. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I don't want them to have it. No. To be honest, no. I want the competition.
2: Yeah, Tony dad, no. dad is worth eight billion. That's a yeah. No.
1: no, no way, way. no mm-hmm. way. Um, right on to WWE and current storylines and things going on. I believe that there is so much potential in current stories and current things going on. Um, if they wouldn't stop fucking it up, yes. I was—I've I, mentioned this, I, I think, a couple of weeks ago. At this point, when it first started, when Baron Corbin lost the crown to Shinsuke, and he's—he's he's sort of down his luck. There was a really good, and I mean this, really good interview, which I don't think was actually broadcast. I think this was just online. Uh, I forget who it is. A backstage interviewer goes to him, and he's just like, you know, why are you talking to me? I'm clearly down my luck. I've lost my crown. Um, and they're, they're talking about it like wrestlers used to talk about it, right? Where it's just like, if you have a title... That's money. That's your meal ticket. You get paid for being the champ. Right. He was like, I get paid for having the crown. And he tells us he tells the story, um, which I think is actually rather compelling, where it's like. I lived within my means. I just put a down payment on a house. I have cars to pay for. I've got family. I've got all of this. And, uh, you know, I've got payments coming up that I thought I had because I had the crown. And now he can't pay for it. He's having to sell things. He's having to sell his theme music that he can't come out to. He's looking shabby and disheveled. Genuinely, a potential for a really good story. Mm. Whether he stays heel or face and does some (coughs) some things, there is good potential there. Instead, Mm. he's just gone to Vegas, uh, lost a bit, and then won a bit. And that's it. My worry is that like any other story, it's just going to end up in him as the butt of the joke. Well, I think there can be comedy there, clearly, because it's it's this guy getting some comeuppance, right? I think you can only stretch that so far, much like we've had a referee in the past that just killed himself every week. Uh, <laughs> it gets it gets a point where it's like, how many times are you just going to make him shoot himself with a shotgun or hang himself? And I, I genuinely worry that they're going to do that kind of thing with Corbin. Just there's potential. You don't have to go back to the to normal Baron Corbin. You can really play there. You can tell the story of a guy working back to where he was, or you know, without making it too much of a joke.
2: But isn't he now happy? Corbin hasn't he kind of moved past all this down on his
1: luck kind of guy? Mm. Well, what it's kind of led to? It's because he like lost Summit Vegas and then he won Summit Vegas. Uh and it's just—I just—I feel like he'll either fall straight back into what he was, or he's then going to lose a lot of money, and he'll just go back to to this. I—where would you go? Where would you go? And what would you do with Baron Corbin? How would you book bum ass Baron Corbin? Oh. Which is what they are actually calling him. Bum ass. That's Baron how he's—that's how he's announced. He is announced as bum ass Baron Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: I'd honestly just keep. Well, you've you've kind of built him up now to kind of be this happy character. I don't know. Maybe I'd I'd keep pushing it. Maybe just keep him constantly getting down on his luck. So it's just like every time he thinks like, oh, I've, I've hit rock bottom." Now something else happens and he hits further rock bottom. Oh, crap! Um, you'd have to be very careful with how far you could take that, but it could be a way to go.
1: I think. I think the the problem is you've got to think about then the upswing, right? Yeah, because you go too low and it's like, okay, yeah, they're just going to do a killing himself angle again. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the subject matter they've gone on there is like, yeah, bankruptcy is is a pretty interesting subject, especially in a, in the states right now, where everyone is losing their homes and going bankrupt because of COVID and things like that. Um, then you've obviously got gambling addiction. You've got all of this to play with um and to tell a good story with like i think ga- i think gambling is a thing is actually not really talked about properly in wrestling people uh. do gamble like their entire fucking careers or their children in a ladder match like it's uh it's it's an interesting and often scary thought that they're very callous about that uh, i mean they even actually promote draft kings, which is basically just like gambling fantasy football. Yeah. So, you know, mm. it's a scary thing. What would you do, Scott?
0: Um, I think, uh, with a wrestler that's down on his luck and the way that Corbin was doing it in terms of he's being very real, especially to people who have not had a lot of money. Like I assume the three of us at very much at one point in London were very skint. Um, I'm
1: skint now. Me right yeah. now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. So we're all currently in that position. <laughs> it's resonating with us, well, because that is us. Um, mm. uh, and Corbin told it really well. He even improved the look, getting the beard grown out. Streaks of grey, the bolt that, like, the hair around the side of a little big old bowl patch, like, and the the shirt with the stains and stuff, like, uh, like he rocked it so well. The way I would book it is we have an abundance of heels on the main roster, of which their gimmick is, I'm a successful rich guy with a lot of swagger and confidence, um, uh, i.e. The Miz, for, as a prime example. So what I would do... Is have after Baron Corbin pleading with people like Kevin Owens as he was doing in real life for a bit of change or like going around and asking the crowd. Eventually, uh, after uh, Kevin Owens keeps mistreating him because habitually Corbin has these heel tendencies, um, Kevin Owens occasionally just goes dark on him a little bit. So he goes to appeal to someone like the Miz, um, who is then like, here, yeah, I'll give you this money if you help me win this match or do... And, like, not make Corbin fully a rich guy again, but make it into almost, like, you're in debt to me kind of story angle. He gives him just enough to get by, but still be poor, as if, like... Like, you know the whole thing about having the money on the string and just kind of pulling it away and pulling it away. I'd have that become a whole thing until... Corbin and Miz are in a tag team. He's very dependent on the Miz. Kind of uh, like a parallel sort of version of the Sandow story, which I famously love. Um, So I might be rehashing this, but fuck it. (laughs) Um, Fuck it. It's something I liked uh, and I want to see it again. Uh, So um, yeah, just have it come to the point where Corbin's so dependent on Miz, but Corbin's getting over because he was over with us, uh, and I guarantee there is a lot of people like us in the states as well. Um, so it, it it would be a thing where Miz will be jealous of Corbin getting over, big Corbin face turn, and they have a big a big blow off match. Uh, and yeah, keep keep it coming. Fight, keep 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 that goal of making it once again. Uh, be something in Baron Corbin's sights. So eventually, when he wins a title, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he didn't need the cr- he didn't need the crown. He's 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 made it now. He's got the title. He can actually have a big old paycheck to go with his name. So that yeah. that will make a title. Wi- when was the last time we had a title winner with
1: proper gravitas like that? You know what I mean? Well, it meant something a- when someone yeah. says that. Like, I need this. Yeah, I genuinely need this. Yeah, I really yeah. like that idea. I really like the idea of him having to need a title i think i think the idea of him um you know having to take money to do little jobs here and there is a really good way to turn him face in that you can have him do wwe would just have him eat dog food for money right uh yeah. they already had him eat dog nah. food before but like they'd have him do ridiculous things i think if they have him do more vile and vile things for money to the point where he's like he just says like yeah I'm, i can't i can't do this anymore you've turned me into someone I don't want to be like that could end up being a pretty good face turn. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to shoot Dominic in the head. Uh, <laughs> you could, know, okay. you could probably turn him face there. And then eventually, you know, if the person he helped got the title he needs um, and then he, he realizes then he's actually under the boot. You know, he, he's, the reason he's in the predicament he is, is because of people like that that he works under, right? You're basically making a capitalism type allegory there. What I'm saying is Baron Corbin comes out with his manifesto. Um, <laughs> and he basically does like a, a, a Jeremy Corbin. Uh, he's a Baron Jeremy Corbin, <laughs> right? That's the, that's my storyline. That's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going for.
0: <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Wonderful. Uh, and to think about it as well, Corbin has such a, such a fucking good move set. A very face move. Really set. does. Deep Really sit, does. End of days. Uh, uh, amazing stuff. Uh, I. I. Yeah. No. I. I love Baron Corbin. I do. I really do. We're saying Even-
1: this is now. This is now a Baron Corbin stand podcast. A Bo Dallas stand podcast. Uh. So I need another B. Um. Billy b- b- K. B- Billy really K, care- always, a- we're always an iconic stand. I think they've, they've changed it now to something else that begins with I. Um, yeah, they did. I can't remember what it is now. No, I can't remember either. I'll have to try and try and find that, but yeah, we'll definitely be talking about them when they debut. Oh, when oh, they yeah. come back. Right. Well, gentlemen, I think we'll try and wrap it up there. Uh, the point here is that wrestling, like any good medium has the potential to give you a catharsis, give you a, a story to think about set your mind going and not just be this dumb ridiculous thing i mean wrestling right now we we barely really talk about stories too much uh, until aew came along we talked about good matches you know um yeah. like we, we've talked about because there's not too much story in between walter and Dragonov, for example there isn't exactly a uh uh my illegitimate Russian son type story. Line. <laughs> there are simply two good wrestlers and that can work. But I really think as a medium, as this um, variety show that wrestling is, it has so much potential to be just the epitome of storytelling. It really can be both theater, film, uh, all in one.
2: music,
1: and, um... Yeah. It it really, it really is everything. Like
2: Hmm. that's why I love it. When you think, when you break down wrestling, it's got literally everything to it. Yeah, even painting. Look at Balor and Sting.
0: Like, yeah, it's literally got. I think it's like some kind of quote where, like, uh, uh, I did, I used in like one of my essay pieces for uni in theatre. It's like theatre has the potential to host all of the art forms. Wrestling does that and also hosts the art form of fighting uh yes. and it's just like you know This is i love i love wrestling i love wrestling so so much and i talk to my friends that don't like wrestling about wrestling way too much same yes because no, it's uh, it's unadulterated fun and i and uh the aforementioned wrestling event i took my friends to or sorry my friends took me to uh, at The Hobbit I took as many people down who didn't know wrestling as I possibly could and they admittedly had st- watched stuff like GLOW before they've, heard, they've they've seen like wrestling clips that me and Brogan have showed them before it's the first time they sat down and watched something live uh, and they were getting really into it and Rob put down a very very good quote and he was like it's just like pantomime
1: and it oh, really yeah. is it really yeah. is but I, d- I really opinion, don't think yeah. I really don't think people see that now. Um, mm. And all, all, like, it should be like a, a, a military service that everyone goes around and, and looks at every <laughs> different type of thing. There should be yeah. like, you haven't seen a movie, go see a movie. You haven't seen theater, go see theater. You haven't seen wrestling, go see some wrestling. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think one of the biggest problems is that the the major leader in that right now is not telling good stories. And that is where we'll end it. Thank you very much for joining us. We have been the Bear Hug Club. Uh, let's get up the socials right now. You can find us at the Bear Hug Club podcast, Facebook and YouTube, Bear Hug Club pod, Instagram, Bear Hug Club on Twitter. Thank you if you're joining us uh, on YouTube, checking out some highlights, things like that. Uh, you can also find us at the Bear Hug slash Bear Hug Clouds. We will be back. Uh, not next week, the week after. Yes, week um, off, um, and then... Yeah, what are we doing, Garrett? Well, you see, it's coming to that time of year, and you know I get very happy about that time of year. It's going to be the fucking G1, baby. Oh. The G1 Climax is coming. The best tournament in wrestling. The fucking Block A, Block B, Round Robin tournament. Winner gets a title shot at Wrestle, Main- at Wrestle Kingdom. Sorry, I nearly said Blasphemy there. Oh. The bad one. Are they going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom, which is coming up in January? I am so incredibly excited. I have no idea who is going to be in it. Um, it could be wrestlers from AEW, it could be people who've just been released from WWE, it could be people from goddamn impact at this point. I am very, very excited. It could be that guy. It could be that. I wouldn't be surprised if Moxley is in it, to be honest. Moxley makes sense to me. Um, still working with them. Uh, I could be punk I don't think it will be punk but it very well could be punk
0: I'll put Um, a fiver on Buddy Murphy I'll put a fiver on that
1: uh, it is Buddy Matthews now oh Buddy
0: Matthews. Matthews
1: slap him against Osprey please uh osprey will not be in the g1 uh, <laughs> sorry to say <laughs> um but eventually at, up, you know.
0: at some point just slap <laughs> yes a at some end.
1: point they'll have a match i bet i my my guess is they'll probably have it in some indie promotion before they have it in in a big mm. one mm. um but fingers crossed fingers crossed i'm excited for that and we'll see you in two weeks